Today's date is February 23rd, 2024, and this is episode 58 with David Gribble. You know him as Footloose. Hi, punks. Going to school, huh? Yeah. Why don't you play fish hooky and come fishing with us? Yeah, boy. They're sure biting. Get thee behind me, Satan, and don't push. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Now Jesus went to the desert 40 nights and 40 days. When he got tired and hungry, his father, he would pray. But the devil came to Jesus, said, if you want to be fed, why don't you turn these big old worthless stones to bread? Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil came to Jesus to the temple up on top. And he said, if you are the son of God, your father is a golden drop. For the scripture says that angels will slow you falling down. And they'll gently put your feet back on the ground. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil gave to Jesus to a mountaintop to shove all the cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below and the devil gave told jesus you can have all that you see if you will just bow down and worship me get behind me satan jesus said get behind me satan jesus said get away from me satan jesus said you don't tempt the lord our god get behind me satan jesus said get behind me satan Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, he said, don't tempt the Lord thy God. Hello, everyone, and welcome to... This is an official Godcast. Thank God it's Friday. We made it another week. The weekend is here. My name is Ron Johnston, and tonight I'm here with a special co-host, Punky Puster. You may know her. And also tonight, giving his testimony, our special guest, David Gribble. Okay, if I can, let's welcome our special co-host for tonight, Punky Puster. Hello, how are you? 
Good. How are you doing, Ron? I'm well. I missed you. What's it been about a year since you've been here? Yeah, I think maybe two. <laughs> no, it's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Oh my yeah. goodness. Well, it's at I've least kind of been a MIA just from social media and just kind of taking a break. You know, sometimes we need that. We all need that break. Yeah. I feel that. Well, we missed you and it's great to have you back. For well, those listening, you. I miss everybody too. Like this is my my family. You know, it's just so much going on, and it's just been crazy right now. And God's working big things out right now. So I'm just rolling with it. Like we were talking earlier, just getting out of His way and letting Him do His job. And I'm just patiently waiting. Like, okay, God, anytime you're ready, I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around in the community. Oh and yeah. So we've all had our struggles lately, but God is faithful. Yeah, and just so like you mean. said, in his time, yep, we're going to be okay. Well, uh, for those listening, Mary's not feeling well. She's a little under the weather. She's listening. Uh, but uh, if you can, please pray for Mary that uh, she'll feel better and be back with us next week. Uh, so so Punky's here replacing Mary. So, if, hey, if anybody's got any prayer requests, please don't hesitate. Go ahead and tag Punky in our chat for those of you that are with us live and we'll pray for you at the end of the show for those that are not with us live go ahead and send us an email uh big announcements for next week this is really cool i am so excited personal friend of mine pastor chad peck of true freedom reform church out of Gaines, michigan that's uh that's in michigan they're just south of the flint area uh pastor chad peck is coming back he was here uh gave his testimony on episode 45 just a little while ago and he's going to come back next week to share a message on salvation which is as we spoke about in our pre-show the most important thing in the world <laughs> so like i said very exciting and uh also uh, for those that are social media people uh i'm not really but i'm trying uh we are now officially on gab social if you've heard of it you probably haven't but it's out there and if you're on gab social we've got uh we've uploaded all 57 episodes so you can listen to us there on gab social and uh last week we were brand new on truth social woohoo and also of course fake book i'm sorry facebook <laughs> x and uh, telegram and of course, the enemy is working a full court press on the Godcast on social media. So we're ghost banned on just about every site that's out there. So if you search for us, you're not going to find us. I can almost assure you of that. So please just send me an email at this is an official Godcast at gmail.com and I'll send you a link so that you can get to us. I've got people that said, man, I'm searching for you and I can't even find you. Well, there's a reason for that. His name is Satan. But that's okay because uh, our team's better and we're going to win in the end. We already know that. That's right. So, uh, yeah, so there's that. And if you would like to give your testimony, or even if you know somebody that would like to come and give their testimony, please, again, send us an email at thisisanofficialgodcast at gmail.com, and we will get that set up and ready for you. All right. I think that's it for announcements. That's, uh, yeah, that's it. Cool. Wonderful. All right. Let's welcome our guest for the night. David Gribble. Welcome to the Godcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. 
blessed and highly favored. This is the first time I've met you, and it took me it took me about ten seconds to realize you're pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you have the love of the Lord, um, and I can see it, and I love it. God. Absolutely, all the glory to God. Because because if you once you hear my testimony, <laughs> it may uh, you know it's still I, I we get a new life, right? That's, That's right. right. That's right. We get a Praise new God. life. I can't wait for my new body. Huh. That's oh, what I'm man. saying. After all these tacos. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i feel that well uh david before we get started please uh tell our listeners who maybe don't know you he, he's known in the community here in this uh bards community here as footloose but for those who don't know you please tell us a little bit about yourself uh well i'm uh i'm a colorado boy originally uh you know i wasn't born there i was uh born actually in africa as a in in libya of all places Tripoli, libya africa so i'm actually have dual citizenship you're born in africa <laughs> yeah so yeah, do you know obama <laughs> yeah he was born there obama was i was born just down the road from him i think hmm. nice <laughs> <laughs> so but anyways moved to colorado when i was a kid you know so grew up colorado boy um doing colorado stuff and and then uh you know well, I'll get into that in my testimony, but then now I, uh, 35 years of in the financial services industry specifically, you know, I used to be a financial planner. I gave up all my licenses uh, because I couldn't speak the truth essentially um, mm. because there's a lot of uh, partial truths in which, uh, you know, the definition of a partial truth is a lie. So there's a lot of lies yeah. and partial truths in the financial world. And, and I just couldn't do it anymore. And I had to give up my license, but I still do help people build wealth off the radar screen of the IRS um, with a company called Patriots for Prosperity and uh, help people buy gold and silver. I'm a big believer in tangible assets as well, land and get into the things, um, you know, of that have real meaning, real value not paper money not um fiat currencies and so yeah that's that's uh, i'm married uh about 38 nine years hopefully my wife's not listening actually she is listening so i'll she'll let me know i 39 years i believe coming up this uh this may and uh three kids a, a boy two girls um they're all married got eight grandkids Wow. Eight grandkids are uh, with two of my kids in Colorado. My other child is up in New Jersey and uh, no, no kids there yet. But so I'm blessed. I got a full quiver and, and hoping it gets, you know, continues to be filled. And as we were talking before the show, you know, unfortunately, my kids are in Colorado, um, which we left also. Uh, you know, I, I we left Colorado, my wife and I did and got a homestead in Kentucky, uh, about 20 minutes from where Bards Fest was. So that was right down the road. Uh, we moved here three years ago, uh, December of 2020. We put our house on the market right before that famous election that Trump won. And um, yeah, so we moved to Kentucky, been here searching seeking god just he's been doing a mighty work my faith has grown 10x since i've been here 
placed us in a church that I could have never imagined in the middle of Kentucky uh, learning. I mean, it, we were trying to find a church when we first moved here. It was kind of interesting. Um, and I was, you know, had gone to the large churches, uh, Desperation, you know, these Desperation Band. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're a, a worship band. It's got a, they've got a lot of songs that have been, uh, that are very popular. That was our band. We, you know, huge church in Colorado Springs. And um, I really kind of like that. You know, I like the new music. I wasn't, I grew up in uh, a small Methodist church singing out of hymnals and I didn't think I don't want to go back there again. <laughs> so we end up in this little tiny church in Kentucky that that's what we do. We got a guitar and a piano and we sing out of the hymnals and, and it's been awesome. It, it's, you Man, know, I love the worship music in the, in the big churches, but it's yeah. just been, there's just something like a small church. that's um, intimate uh, relationships with all the people. That's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yep. Yep. And then even more importantly, the pastor actually was um, teaching very, you know, not fluent, but very knowledgeable in the Hebrew roots mm. of our faith you know, and getting into the Hebrew language and the meaning and what the true meaning of a lot of these words are. He teaches that we go a lot into the Old Testament and the prophetic, the prophecies that are all throughout the Bible. I mean, it's about Jesus from Genesis 1 to, you know, Revelation 22. It's all about Jesus. Um, in fact, there's an interesting uh, video that I saw where the first three words um in the bible in the beginning right in hebrew if you take those hebrew letters and in, in, in hebrew letters they are signs they're sounds right and they're numbers so they represent three things so if you take the pictures and you break down those letters it actually tells the story of christ hanging on a cross coming back for our redemption in the first three words of the bible in hebrew if you understand the Hebrew language and how to decipher that out of there, it's, 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 he's there, you know, in the beginning, there was the word the, and the word was with God. Right. So, yeah, so that's, that's me. That's, that's where I'm at today. Kind of a blast of how I got here. And um, yeah, so I guess I'll, I'll, to start in the beginning, how, how much time well, we got? Well, re before you start your testimony, we're so excited to hear your testimony, but before you do, let's start with a prayer if we could. Um, okay. So any, everybody who's joining me here in chat, uh, please let's bow our heads and we'll do a prayer and then we'll get started. Okay, thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for, thank you for this day. Thank you for bringing us back here tonight for another testimony. Great is your faithfulness. We, we simply, we're here just to bless and encourage each other and to glorify you. And we pray for David Gribble tonight that his testimony does just that, glorify you, Father. And we ask that if anyone is here tonight or anyone listening to this podcast, we, we pray that if they don't know you, that they make that decision to trust Jesus and to accept your son as their Lord and Savior. And I ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Th thank you. Yeah, I, I that's what it's all about, right? it is um you know we've i i and i gotta say I, I i know some people and they're they're um they're really strong in their faith but they're locked into this bubble and it's uh you know themselves and their career 
and uh, their family, of course. Um, but I just feel that we need to break break outside of that bubble and and to spread out because there's there's more people out there than than just those that are close to us. And 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 I know those that are close to us are, are most important. I know, I know when I first got saved, I said. Uh, praying to the Lord. I, I, m- I remember I was driving home from work and uh, the day I was saved and, and I was, I was crying so much. I had to pull over. I couldn't see there's so many tears. And I, and I, I told the Lord, I'm, I'm going to make sure my children are coming with me. And uh, my wife, we're no longer married anymore. Um, and I said, and, and once I got that secure lookout, cause I'm going after everybody I know and I don't know. And uh, it was just last Easter that um, my, my ex-wife and, and my two boys were baptized. Um, they've oh, all accepted Jesus. And, uh, I, I never knew exactly, you know, what that conversation would look like, but here I am. And, uh, yeah. it just kind of dawned on me last week. I, f- I forgot I had said that and, and look what I'm doing and look where I'm at now. But yeah, just, just to encourage everyone, you know, bust outside your bubble. We all got to take care of our family. And, uh, but, but there's, there's, there's more to life than our work and our career and the car that we drive and, and all that other stuff. We, we've got a lot of work to do. And, and I'm glad that you can appreciate that, David. I, I can tell from talking to you that, that it's very important to you as well. And, and that's a big part of the reason why you're here. And, and thank you for being here. Amen. Um, so, no, please. I mean, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, we're here for such a short time. You know, yeah. it's just like in Romans, he talks about, you know, this suffering of this world is just for a moment and it does, it is nothing in comparison to what's coming. And I know that doesn't always give people peace with some of the pain and suffering they're going through in this world, but it gives us hope, hope yeah. that there is, you know, a new life coming and, and a new body coming and, and we're yeah. going to see our loved ones again in heaven. And, you know, it's, it just is, it's what it's all about. And it, and it we can't focus on this world. We cannot. We have to focus on getting people out of the world, right? Getting on on our team. Yes. There's only two teams in the world. <laughs> you know, there's only two families in the world. There's the family of God and the and the family of of the Satan. Period. End of story. There's there's no. Oh, I'm in the middle. I'm kind of. You know, no. I'm checking it out. If you don't follow the if you don't follow one, you're following the other. It's, That's right. There's That's no right. in between here. You and know. you could be good and moral and and a great person, and if you don't have the Holy Spirit, in Romans again it says, you know, the Holy Spirit, those who are have the Spirit in them are the sons of God. You know, and and it there's no. <laughs> It doesn't, you know, it doesn't say kind of, sort of, it's like, yeah, <laughs> if the spirit of God is in you, you are a son of God and you have all the rights and everything in heaven. You got the whole army angels and God himself and Jesus and all the saints are standing with us. And that's what we have to fight that fight that you talked about that we win. That's it's funny. My, I got the, I've never had license, um, what are they, the license plates, you know, where you can get a. They call them special the, messenger the vanity custom. plates. Yeah, <laughs> vanity they, plate. in Michigan they call them a vanity that. plate. Yeah, I got I got the vanity plate and <laughs> I, I broke down, but it was because I didn't even think it'd be available. And I and I was getting new plates and when we moved to Kentucky, and I was like, you know what? I, w- I want to get a plate that says "We win." Yes. And and I so I typed it in, and it's like it's available, and I'm like, what? It's available. <laughs> 
and then I got it in the the you know with the American flag, the veteran version. So I got I, that's my license plate, Kentucky. We win. So, and it's funny the responses I get from people because some think, you know, it's it's about like the military because it's a veteran plate. Like we win, America. Always, you know, yeah. and it's like no, that's that's not. It's we win in the end. We all go to heaven. You know, we we win this war that we're in, and and that's what we're in. We're in the middle of a, a brutal war right now. It's the. Uh... I saw this thing earlier. It says a Christian and a non-Christian non-believer were walking down the road when satan appeared before them the non-believer hid behind the christian and said protect me he wants me the christian smiled and said no it's me he's after he's already got you yeah that's <laughs> I was like, wow that, you know truth. i mean you don't really like you said there's two sides there is no in between there's no sitting on the fence it's either mm -hmm. you're for god or you're against him that that's it and yeah. right yeah satan owns the fence that's right mm -hmm. so well i you know i my early days growing up my testimony is you know i grew up um as a as a young man uh some may be shocked i don't know but i was a red-headed freckle-faced boy i looked like opie taylor you know <laughs> or that's i mean that was what i looked like i had big freckles white as you know white boy with big red freckles and bright red hair and and because of that i mean when i was kind of thinking about you know, it was interesting getting ready as, as, you know, asked to do this. And I had to go back and kind of look at my life and reflect and go back and kind of walk through the years. <laughs> it was very, um, very interesting and eye-opening. And I, and I got to see times and, and wondering, you know, what would have happened if I'd have made a little bit different decision at that point in my life and, and chose to go on the path of righteousness or, towards God instead of on the path away and how things maybe would have gone different back then. And mm -hmm. the fact is that God has created us uniquely one of a kind, you know, knew us before we were, you know, he, he was, we were thoughts in his mind. He thought of us mm -hmm. before he created us. He actually imagined us and, and thought about who we were going to be and, and he has a plan for each and every one of us. So, anyways, as a kid, I didn't, I did not make good decisions. I did not choose God. Um, but, but, anyways, going back, you know, kind of looking at my life, I was because of my red hair and freckle face. You know, I I got made fun of, um, and that. I kind of got an added, you know, I, I got in fights, um, you know, because my dad was a colonel in the Air Force and and, you know, his his idea was and I agree with it 100 percent. It's like, well, go stick up for yourself. So I would. But but because of that, I ended up trying to find people who would kind of accept me. And unfortunately, those people were the ones who were smoking dope and and doing stuff like that. And and, you know, in. in Proverbs, it talks over and over and over again about being who you hang out with, you know, and who you're around. And so I, I started hanging out with the wrong people. So for 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 those listening that have kids out there, pay attention to who they're hanging out with, and 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 speak to your kids about that. And, and my my parents did. I mean, it doesn't mean they're not going to do it, but at least you're laying the groundwork and you're letting them know why. And, and you can't 
the other part of it is you can't just tell them don't do it you got to explain why you know they don't want to know just because it's like no give them a, give them the reasons you know yeah. they can they get it so anyways i started hanging out with the doper crowd um and then got you know be sitting in school in junior high i remember one time in particular i was stoned and <laughs> it was spanish class and the teacher called on me and i was like what you know typical and chong response or something <laughs> and she's like you know you're just dumb gribble and she told me I mean, that's what she said you're just dumb gribble and it's stuck right so the next thing i know i got this nickname dumb gribble and and the reason i i look back on this and think about it is these wounds that happen that we can do to our own children you know by things we say that we place on them and and they they take a hold of it and they hold on to it and and that's that entry for satan right to get into their life and to start beating them up and to to put doubt in their mind and 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 things like that so that was one of those things that i just remembered and some of my even you know my stoner friends thought it was funny and they, and i even had that nickname for a while i you know used to hate it one guy in particular would always you know hey dumb gribble anyway so um it, it, as I got older into high school, you know, primarily just smoking pot, um, but started battling my dad. I was the third child, so I was the youngest. My father was, you know, in his 50s at this point, retired from the Air Force, decided he wanted to just do volunteer work at the church. And uh, he didn't. So he's home, right? A lot. And we knocked heads. He was. He was a, you know, I'd get in trouble and and he was a very patriotic man. You know, he'd laid down the stripes and I'd see stars when I was younger. So, I mean, he, he'd know, he know how to lay it on me. He had a big uh, paddle. So the point being there is he, he tried to discipline me. But then what happened was he, he got involved in the world and the world told him, you know, you, you need to send him to a, a uh, psychiatrist, I don't, I don't remember, psychiatrist, shrink, family counselor, whatever it was. So he decided to, you know, found out a smoking pot. He was going to take me in because there was something wrong with me. And he needed to, you know, have the experts, right? You can see the air quotes, um, help these worldly people that aren't godly people. And so I quickly had this guy wrapped around my finger. I mean, I used this guy against my father because he basically, you know, took my side. I was like, my dad's hard on me. He's, you know, he, uh, you know, he, he yells at me, blah, 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 whatever it was. And, and I ended up having this guy wrapped around my, my finger. I, and I knew it. I knew exactly what I was doing. He then he would call my parents in and they, he'd have a conference with them and he would tell them all this stuff. Well, you need to stop doing this and you need to do that and you need to give them at that point one of the things i wanted was a dirt bike and my parents said i'd never have a dirt bike i i had this guy so wrapped around my finger he told my parents you need to buy him a dirt bike he did because it, it and part of the deal was right it's like you know he'll quit smoking pot if, if you buy him a dirt bike so they bought me the dirt bike i started racing uh got into racing motocross i had to pay for it he, he bought the bike i had to pay for everything else on my own so i i had was working 
I did do that. He taught me how to work. Um, praise, you know, thank you, Lord. Um, anyway, so I didn't, of course, quit smoking pot and got into more trouble. And then the next thing you know, um, you know, they're telling me, well, here's the deal. If you'll join the military, and this could have been my dad set this one on into this guy, you join the military and, you know, we'll, you don't have to come see me no more. This will be over. And this is like my senior year in high school. And I, I was like, yeah, fine. Anything just to, you know, sure. So I, I had to sign up. So I did a, what they called a delayed enlistment. So I signed up while I was in high school and I went in after I got out of high school. Um, and that was one of those moments where I wished I joined the air force. I, I wonder if things would have been different if I had joined a different branch, but anyways, um, the Marines. I should have joined the Marines, you know, and had them kick my ass. Then you've been eating crayons, though. <laughs> I've been better than what I ended up doing. So I, I go in the Air Force. Um, and, of course, I ended up hanging out with the same type of people. And I'm still smoking pot. And my first duty station, I get a UI, so I get a letter of reprimand. And then... Form I went into at that time, one of the first groups I got into, they had been there for years and they were, you know, selling pot and smoking. And, and so I just started hanging out with them. Well, they all got busted, including me. So now I got my second bus. They, I'm, I'm busted down to an E1. Um, and they basically called me in and said, look, you know, if you get any more trouble, you're dishonorable discharge, you're out of here. And I said, you know, and, and then they, they said, however, tell you what we'll do. We'll give you right now, if you want to walk away, we'll give you a general discharge under honorable conditions. You won't have any black mark, you know, we'll just let you out. And I, I knew at that point that I wasn't, you know, I had no plans of quitting or changing. And plus they wouldn't send me to a new base. So I was marked man. And I said, yeah, let me out. And so I took, and that was probably one of the few things that, this point in my life, you know, my dad was pretty proud of that I'd gone into the Air Force. So I ended up having to go back home with the shame and guilt of of blowing that. Um, and and that's bothered me most of my life. I mean, it still bothers me. Um, I mean, I'm I, it, it, it's just yeah, anyways, so so anyways, then I get home and, and with all that guilt and shame, you know, I didn't get better. I just got worse. And then I'm, you know, I had been doing in, in the 1980s. I graduated in 1980. You know, Coke was kind of coming onto the scene pretty good. So I was doing some Coke in high school, but wasn't into it that much. I mean, anyways, after I got out of the Air Force, went back home, started getting into Coke really heavy, you know, became a Coke addict, um, started working. You know, I was a bouncer at a biker bar and, you know, I got in a lot of, a lot of fights and just, I was in, in, in anger, you know, the anger came into me about that time probably as I just became a very angry person and, and angry at myself, you know, it just, that's what it was all about. I just was angry at myself and, and things that I had done. And, and through that process, you know, the Lord having his hand on me and he, uh, I met my wife, my current wife. Uh, we're still married and met her in a bar of all places. Um, she 
she doesn't drink, never smoked, didn't do drugs. You know, she was actually a very good girl. And, and we, uh, and, and so we started dating and, and in the midst of that, uh, I had a, one of the first miracles. I mean, there's probably when I get to heaven, I'm sure I'm going to see all kinds of miracles and places where God saved my life Mm -hmm. because I was in multiple car accidents and different things throughout my drinking. And not that I was driving, but I was in cars that we should have never walked away from, but that's anyway. So one night I'm at doing Coke, IOD drop on the floor, you know, into convulsions. And I go limp. I, I, this is what I was told. They dragged me into the shower to try and revive me. And next thing I know, I'm waking up soaking wet in the shower and, and want more Coke, right? Just give me more. And they're all like, you're crazy, you know, stop. And, and, and there was another thing that actually happened right after I came back from the Air Force that I forget. Uh, my best friend who got me into the Coke. Um, so he, anyways, I was the best man at his wedding. He got married. I was single. Uh, his wife was pregnant. We went hunting and I picked up a girl in a bar, went home with her while we were out hunting because we went into town to get some beers. He ended up driving his car into the Arkansas River and drowning. And he was the popular guy. I was the whatever, just the guy, right? He was the good looking one and everybody liked him. And, and, and I blamed myself for that. So that's, that's when I really went down because I just didn't even want to be alive. And then that, this, that's when this happened. And then I was telling my Beth, my current wife, um, a couple weeks later, I was like, you know, I, I OD'd and I don't, you know, I know what happened. And she's like, when did that happen? And I told her approximately when it happened. And she says, she tells me she had a dream that night, that same night that she was at a church. And she knew I was supposed to be there. She came to the church and, and, and all my friends were there and my parents were there and she could tell it was a funeral, but you know, there was no casket, but she goes, I, I knew I was there for a funeral. And she's like, what's going on? And everybody's saying, well, we're, he's not here yet. And oh. she's like, who's not here yet? And it's like, you know, Dave, he's not, he's not here yet. And, and then she said she woke up and, you know, started praying. And she, she said, she heard the Lord say, you know, if you love him, pray for him right now. Oh, and she got on her knees and started praying. And I believe that's when I likely came back to life. Um, you know, so it was, you know, God, God, I was saved from hell at that point right there. Um, cause I was not a saved person at that time. I, I grew up in a Methodist church, went to church as a kid. My dad took me to church every Sunday went to youth group. That was where we hung out and smoked pot. And, you know, I, I got to use a car because I was going to youth group. So I, I never was introduced to Jesus. There was nothing, nothing about that, you know, when I went to church as a kid. So anyways, short time after that, uh, we were living together and she got pregnant and we got, so I said, well, we're getting married. You know, it's my, my child. And that's what I got to do. It's the right thing to do. So we got married. And, um, but the problem was I was still an angry, 
alcoholic that you know was still doing drugs and and so that went on you know rough marriage for the first few years had another had my daughter um and then i had an opportunity up till that point i was doing construction i drove a trash truck for two years you know i did all these hard jobs worked hard to try and take care of the family and but at the same time i'm still doing drinking and you know not being a good husband or father and and then uh, i had an opportunity got hurt and i couldn't do uh, the work was laid off from from waste management and a guy came to me and offered me a job selling life insurance and and i had to go and i was like well, and he told me you know how it worked and i was like man that sounds awesome you know i could do that and and long story short was i had to get a license and, and get approved so i got the license got approved um that wasn't the hard part it was later actually the next because i left that company he was doing coke and didn't pay me my commissions on the sale so oh but there and then right after that i got an opportunity ran into another guy in a bar <laughs> you know um and he offered me a, a position he's like well you sell life insurance you know you got a license and all this and he's like well we got a firm downtown we do financial planning you know you'll have to come in and get a background check and get a securities license and do all this stuff and and i, and I remember at that time it was a great opportunity and I, and I was, you know, it's it's that walk that so many people that struggle with drugs and alcohol take of that yo-yo where you're good for a while and then you you know you're back in. It's just you know you, you you quit for a bit and then you're back. And so I actually prayed to God and said, Lord God, if you just work this out, you know, it's an opportunity for me. Please um, let me get this job because I knew in my background they were going to do a background, you know, criminal check and all this other stuff. And I was like, I, I didn't think they, they would hire me. Well, they did. And and so I basically, you know, kind of, I guess you could say, held up my hand to the bargain and started going to church. We had our third daughter. I was uh, then gave my life to the Lord in, in church. That would have been in uh, 1980, about 1990, I guess and became you know successful started making really good money was able to get a nice house you know new got new cars life was good um going to church but i started getting prideful and you know slid away and because you know started be, the the world started drawing me in with the money and the cars and we had a we had, we you know we started a financial firm uh four partners myself and three other guys and and it was very successful I had a nice building we were having art shows we were doing all this stuff and and we were you know had had a really good business running and and i was but the whole time i was doing that the holy spirit was working on you know he was it wasn't fun. I was trying it. It's like I, this is what I want. I want the world. I want the world. I want the world. And, and but it wasn't fun. To, it was just something. It wasn't. It wasn't the same. And then, uh, two thousand, something happened because I, I was in the verge of you know. I, I mean, there was times in in still drinking, 
you know, still still drinking at this point. And I told my wife, I know while I was drunk, you know, I don't want to be married to you anymore. And and you know, just looking back on that, that's I can't believe I said that. But I was drunk, you know, and and you say stupid stuff. So things you don't mean when when you have alcohol, you know, those things are affecting your mind. So I, I basically um, there came a point and something happened. I, the Lord, I, I, you know, it's, I can't even explain it really, but something happened one day and I was like, you know what? I'm out. I got to get out of here. I got to, I got to get out of this firm. I, and I, I just walked in there one day and, and what was going on prior to that? I mean, I was going there, but I didn't like it. I didn't like being there. I didn't like the people I was struggling. I didn't, you know, I wasn't happy with life. Um, and I walked in there one day and said, you know what guys, I'm done. Did you, you feel like, it. did you feel like that job was keeping you tied to the world and away from God? I, well, I knew that, yes, that, well, it was leading me down to hell is what it yeah. was doing. It was, it was because of the people I was hanging out with, right? They were all of the world. They were all divorced. They were, you know, and I'm thinking I'm going to, I'm going to end up just like them divorced. And, and, and something just, like I said, one day I was just like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I just got to get out. I got to, I got to leave. And I just gave it to them. And they're like, what? I'm like, you can have it. And they're like, you don't have to buy me out. You can have it. Just, I just want out clean, clear. And they were doing some stuff that was shady anyways, tax wise with investments, you know, doing this tax tax stuff offshore. And I didn't agree with that. And I was just like, I, I got to, I'm out. And we literally um, moved from our house and, and moved to the other end of town. And I just started over and overnight and um started going to a new church and 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 all of a sudden it's like the holy spirit you know just came over me and i was and i went in and, and was actually baptized in the holy spirit you know was nice. water baptized and baptized in the holy spirit at this new church right after i did this i mean it, for some reason i ended up and then the way we ended up at this new church was um we were late for church to go to easter services right our church and there was a this big church down the road that was closer and i knew they had a service still coming up and i'm like well we're going there you know nice. we're, we're gonna go to that church nice we went there and it's a it's a large church in Colorado springs called new life and they used to have and it actually goes all around the country now a, a easter show called the thorn right and it it's coming to louisville here in kentucky i know it travels around now it's like a big um, like the uh, las vegas type show it's what it ended up turning into when when we went there it was smaller but they had a set and they had all this stuff set up and like i said they had the rock and roll band and smoke and you know it was my kids are sitting there we went and my kids are like man they were all junior high right one in high school two in junior high and they were like this is awesome and I'm like, what did you say? And they're like, this is awesome. We, this is like a concert. And I'm like, wow. And, and then I, you know, this, this 
teaching was good. I felt they were um, theologically sound. They weren't teaching anything that was, you know, that I didn't agree with. So I'm like, well, heck, if that's half the battle right there, right? If I can get my kids that want to go to church, they, they want to come. It's like, that's let's, we're coming to this church. So we started going there and then I got in a men's group. And that's when I, you know, they had a baptism one night and I went and did that. And like, um, and, and, and things start, you know, that's when the, everything started changing. And I, and that was in 2000. And then, you know, it's looking back on it. It's that life that so many Christians have of, you know, I'm going to church, reading the Bible sometimes, I'm living a pretty good life. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, ethical. I'm not cheating, lying, stealing, cheating on my wife, you know. Um, but I wasn't, I mean, I, I was on fire for God for a while, but it started again kind of, you know, just becoming lukewarm. I guess, you know, I was just kind of yeah. doing it. And, and then, um, uh, through, over those years, I was actually another, um, healed. I had a hepatitis C from my, uh, cocaine days and that was healed. I was healed of that. Um, that's gone now. And, and then my kids, you know, high school and, and, and you know, the problem was I was still walking the fence. I was still playing in the world. My kids got into hockey. You know, they did really well. They played AAA. They were doing, um, you know, my other daughter was doing hockey and lacrosse. And, and so we were doing that thing, right? We're chasing our kids around. We're doing, not focusing on God. We're focusing on worldly things of sports, you know, is really what it was about. And I love sports and they teach great life lessons and I'm all for it. But when you do it at the expense of, you know, of God and not making sure that that's solidly placed in there. So when I look back, it's like, you know, I did not do the job I should have done solidifying that in my children's life. And that's probably why they've backslidden themselves right now. Um, so anyways, that's um, that leads us up to um, COVID. <laughs> you know, when COVID hit, I remember sitting there, I was, you know, that first week using my financial calculator, watching the death numbers on the TV going, and, you know, I knew something was wrong with it pretty much right away, but I was not knowing, like most of us, you know, was sitting at home watching, seeing where this thing is going. And, and I was running financial calculators on on uh compound calculators on the death right because compound death works just like compound growth of your money so if all these people are going to die and it's going to compound and compound and compound you know we're going to have millions and millions dying is what they were first saying so i'm running my compound calculator on it and it's like it's nowhere close to what they predicted but yet they're still all singing how it's going to kill everyone and i knew right then i was like no why isn't anybody saying this isn't this isn't as bad. Why? This is, we should be celebrating. It's not as bad as they, mm -hmm. those guys are saying the first two days, you know, it's not. And something just stood up inside of me. And I was like, no, this is, we got to shout this to the rooftops. There's something wrong. And then of course, closing the businesses, closing the churches. And that's where I was like, this is absolutely wrong. And, and I ended up starting, help start a group in Colorado 
I was one of the leaders that start helped start this group called, well, it started off as Reopen Colorado. And I think they had those around the country, different you know places online where it was like, you know, reopen our businesses. And, and so we were going around doing meetings, you know, basically preaching to people. It's about don't close your business. You got to stay open. You know, they can't close your business. It's against the law. It's against the constitution. It's against, and, and in the meantime, and, you know, prior to that, I had actually started taking courses on the constitution. I'm now a certified or not certified, but uh, a life, life constitution coach. Um, and I knew it was against everything that this country was built on. I knew it was against it. And so I was online, you know, getting censored on there. And, and finally they canceled, you know, I got about 5,000 people on Facebook before they, they banned me for life. <laughs> I'm back now. So it's kind of funny, but, but it was crazy. They, they literally came in, you know, I, I, I got a notice, you know, I went into my account and it was like closed. And it's like, your, your account's been closed. And I'm like, what? And it's like, push this button if you wanna, um, you know, uh, dispute it or whatever. So I pushed the button and and this was right after we moved to Kentucky. I actually did a video when we came here about the school boards, right? It was about, you know, I did a video, all my friends back in Colorado, uh, those all my followers were going, you need to go to the school board meeting tonight. We need thousands of people there. We need to stand up for our kids, get these masks off their face, you know, da, 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 da. And that's right about a week after that, I did that video. Um, they is when the attorney general came out and said, you know, that they were considered, uh, moms and, and stuff going to school board meetings as terrorists. You know, they came out with that official yeah. thing and then bam, my, my Facebook account was closed. And then I went in to, to, to dispute it and they, I clicked the button, did what they told me. And then they, I mean, it instantly came back and said, no, you've been, you've been banned for life. And I was like, what? Like life? Really? I mean, come on, man. I mean, it, so anyways, um, so that brings us to Kentucky. I got to stop you right there. If you get banned from Facebook from life, that means you're doing it right. <laughs> I had one of those happen too. You All know, my pictures of my, my kids. And just yeah, everything. everything. Gone. I had a business account. Everything gone. Yep. And I went, I went back on there here about a year ago and just tried to reopen it, see what happened at the suggestion of somebody said, go try it. They said, you should try and reopen it. Because I tried to get around it originally. Yeah. Tried different IDs, different emails. I was trying everything and it would keep coming back going. No, I don't know how they could tell, but they, and I had the, you know, I had the, the, um, um, uh, VPN, you yeah. know, so they track what I, <laughs> somehow they were, you know, they were, they were figuring out it was me. Um, and then finally I got my wife, I, she never had a Facebook account. So I opened one in her name and that worked, <laughs> but I didn't do anything on hers because she didn't want me to, you know, use it for that. I used it for the marketplace because, you know, let's face it, it's, it's, a uh, it has value, um, but it, yeah. there's a lot of evil there as well, obviously, and, and censorship, which is absolutely goes against God. Uh, you know, that's just against God. It's yeah. freedom of speech. That's one of our inalienable rights. So it's a snake pit, but we need our Christians in there fighting. That's right. We got to get exactly. in there like lions. Yeah. Then we have to. That's how I spread all my stuff. And even though it's a bad place, I need to bring that light to that darkness because yeah. there's so much darkness Amen. there. So yes. that's the only reason why I keep it. 
that's what the church is, right? The church is that's out right. there in the world, right? It's not in the four walls. It's out there in the middle of the of the battles and fighting. And, and that, if it's online or Facebook or whatever it is, you know, we got to go there. So, so yeah, I ended up, that's what we ended up, you know, um, well, through that battle in, in Colorado, um, I kind of jumped back forward to Kentucky. It's something happened. My wife and I have been talking for years, you know, probably she'd been talking a lot longer, but three, four years been talking about, you know, we should move away and get some land and, and kind of just live the two of us because, you know, we lived together for a little bit. She got pregnant. We got married. They say had three kids. We never really had a dating or, you know, spent time together, just husband and wife without kids around. And, and, and she just wanted to get away and be like the two of us, you know, and get to know each other. And because our early years of marriage weren't the best. Um, and so anyways, we'd been looking in Texas and looking at different places and and talking about it. And in my mind, though, I was thinking, there's no way I'm leaving Colorado. I love Colorado. It's, you know, it's I'm a Colorado boy that love everything here, the, the mountains and the skiing and the, everything. And it's just a it's a beautiful state, much like California, and but it's been take it's been taken over by many evil people that are controlling it. And there's a you know many 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 good good people you know in Colorado, California, everywhere out there. So, anyways, we uh, I I never really you know my heart's in Colorado. It always was. I told my wife, it's, you know, I don't I don't think I can leave and. And we went to Texas, like I said, drove around. We went and visited places, kind of did little vacations and looked at properties and houses and dreamed about it. And and, um, and then we came to Kentucky and looked at a place uh, one summer for COVID. And and then this whole COVID thing happened. And then um, she found a place in Kentucky, showed it to me on, on Facebook at, or on Zillow. It just popped up for sale by owner. And it wasn't, I mean, they were lousy pictures, right? I mean, that that homeowner took would look like a foggy phone and, and it was like, you know, they weren't, didn't look very appealing, but something about it, I don't know what happened. It was, it's almost like the thing that happened when I walked away from the business where I just went, I'll go look at it. I go, do you want it? Are you, are you serious? You want to look at it? Are you interested? And she's like, yeah. And I go, I'll go, I'll go fly out there. You know, let's let's reach out to him. And he said, well, I got one other guy looking at it ahead of you. And then he, you know, is like, OK, we'll, we'll pray about it. We start praying about it. And then next thing you know, we get a message saying, hey, that guy folded. He, he's not coming, you know, so you're up next. And I'm like, OK. And I bought a ticket, flew out here, rented a car, drove down, looked at it and on a gray, rainy day in the middle of the night and without a home inspection, nothing. I mean, I just kind of looked around and and something you know it, it said that the spirit when he moves in you it's like he changes right he changes your your love mm-hmm. and my love left Colorado and all of a sudden I found it I was going man I, I want to be I'll, I'll buy it I told him I was like I'll buy it he's like it's continued we got to sell our house in Colorado which at that time they were selling faster than people could get them on the market you know for over their asking price. So I was pretty sure that was going to happen. And I told them I'll do it, put, put down my earnest money and went back home. And I mean, everything went, we literally had our household in 30 days and we're out. I mean, closed, put it on the market. A guy came in, bought it, 
And then my realtor's going, it's going to take two months to get to the closing table because that was COVID was still going on and they were doing the stupid closings in the parking lot and stuff. Oh my he's goodness. Like, yeah. And he's like, there's no way it's, they're backed up. He goes, it's going to take two months just to get to the closing table. So don't. And then the, the, the buyer comes back and said, you know, goes, or the realtor calls me and goes, the buyer's actually got a closing that he had pre approved, got pre done, right? Because they want in. And it's like this, you know, next week or something. And it was like, what? And oh it's my like, goodness. bam, bam, bam. I mean, 30 days, we had our house packed up, you know, went, went from a, gosh, a 3,800 3, square foot house to, to, to a, a 1,500 square foot house. And we're packing everything in a U-Haul and, you know, hooking vehicles to it and trailers to those, you know, the other vehicle and driving across country. And we're, next thing you know, we're sitting out front of a house and, Kentucky with a, you know, I mean, it just happened. Like we were here in 30 days. We we put the mark house on the market a week before the elections. So that have been like the right at the end of October. We were in the house uh, before Christmas, and we were here sitting out, you know, in this house. And then, and and it, and it's kind of a blur. And it's like, okay, well, Lord God, you got something, you know. What we're here for a reason. What's up, you know? So. And and I've learned over the last three years, um, I think what his plans were, and one of them was, you know, to get us out of the world and give us an opportunity to dig into to the Bible, into his word, and to build that relationship and get to know him. You know, through his word, reading his word, that's where it's at. That's you want to people always like, well, God doesn't talk to me. It's like, have you read your Bible? You know, it's that's where he's speaking to you. If you if yeah. you read his words and I can tell you, brothers and sisters, oh, my gosh, the Bible, when I read it before, I I I promise I'm not reading the same Bible. Yeah. It's, it's not the same one. I'm like, <laughs> what is this? Like stuff is just jumping off the pages at me, like unreal. The I mean, living God word is so good. Amen. I mean, God is so good. I mean, you know, and I, so so that's what happened. I mean, we just and then you know we get into the, in that church. I think I already explained that. But the crazy thing about that was we went driving around looking at churches, and I was dead set. Like if they had, if they were closed or they're requiring masks, because they still had masks when we moved here, they were still, you know, requiring masks. I, I, the whole time, that whole thing, I think I wore a mask like two, three times. I, I absolutely refused in Colorado and I absolutely refused when I came here. It's like, I ain't, I ain't wearing it. You can't make me. I'm coming in. You know, if you want me to leave, it's a private business. I'll leave. That's fine. You know, that's your, that's your business. I'll, I honor that. But um it's also my right to not wear one and i ain't wearing one so if you want my money you're gonna have to let me in so and, and that was a couple rules i had it was like i'm not going to church that requires a mask or that you know is closed so right after we moved here the the pastor from down the road um the church that we ended up at he came by our house introduced himself said hey i'd like to invite you to our church you know blah 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 and so I asked him those questions. I was like, well, you guys, you know, you guys required masks. And he's like, yeah, you know, we got we got some old people in the church and, you know, they they're worried about it. And so, yeah, we you know, we at this point we're wearing masks. And I was like, did you close? And he's like, well, we didn't 
you know, we, we held services in the parking lot and, and, you know, so we tried to stay open and, and, but we are asked, you do have to wear a mask, you know? And I was like, Nope, no, thanks. I'm not coming. So I blew it off. And then we, you know, thank God for being able to go online and, and watch church services. Cause I, there's a yeah. bunch I, I follow still to this day, awesome pastors out there around the, the world country Amen. Um, that, that are speaking the, you know, the, the unadulterated truth of God. And yes. so anyways, we looked and we went to some different churches and it's like, now, nah, man, this, we're not finding nothing. And then my wife says, you know, the Holy spirit told me that he sent the, the pastor to our house where we're supposed to go to church. And I'm like, what? Like that church, you know, like, nah, no, man, that, they, ah. you know, at this point mass were off because this is like eight, eight months, a year later after we'd moved here. And I was like, all right, well, we'll go check it out. I'll give it a try. You know? And we went there, like I said, little one room church. It's a hundred and hundred and, 20 years old, 130 years old, you know, it's been there forever. It's got a history that's all families from around, right around here where we live. Nice. Um, I and like I, it already. Huh? I said, nice. I like it already. Oh, it's, it's, I, I, and yeah, once we went there, the pastor, I don't remember exactly what he preached on, but he started. And before I left Colorado, I got to back up a little bit during COVID. When we started this organization, we started an organization called FEC Colorado is what reopened Colorado uh, turned into. And Joel Oltman, he, he's got a big podcast. I don't know if some of you guys may know who he is. He's the guy I, I helped start it with him. So I was one of the original guys there. I, I headed up. So faith, FEC stood for Faith, Education, and Commerce. So I headed up the Commerce section. I ran that. And then we had an education person who was going out and we were going to the schools, you know, fighting the masks, fighting all the, the, the homeschooling stuff that was going on with the computers. And by the way, that was one of the biggest blessings. You know, God works in, in mysterious ways, you know, to get those kids out of those schools and get yes. the parents going, you know what, you don't need to go to school. So anyways, and then, and then the other one was um, keeping the churches open faith, you know, so. Um, where was I going with that? We were, so we, we'd started that. Oh, I know what it was. So the, some of the people, so we were, I mean, we had an organization, we were starting to really build, we were, we we're going out, we had meetings at churches all the way, the whole front range of Colorado, like two, three times a month. And we were getting hundreds of people coming in and we're just, you know, teaching them. It's like, you've got to stand up against this stuff, fight back. Don't close your business, you know, get your kids out of those schools, go to the, you know, so anyways, that's what we were doing. Well, I met some people in that process God placed in my life. One was a, a Messianic Jew um, who was a Christian who ended up going to a Jewish um, college to, to learn Hebrew. And the other guy was an Orthodox Jew who had given his life to Jesus. So he was also a Messianic Jew, but he was raised Jewish. And they were on my team and we started talking and they started telling me stuff about the Bible that I was like, what? You know, I never heard that before. And and about the Hebrew language. And I started checking into that. And, and I started digging into these, going down these rabbit holes. And I was like, wow, this is, this is, there's something here. Uh, you know, the Lord was just like, you need to know this. And, you know, the, the, 
I, I knew a lot about the prophecies in the Old Testament, but there's so many of them. It's everywhere, right? But anyway, so I we move here, and I was that was one of the things I thought I was going to miss. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. I I really was getting into the Hebrew thing, and and it's I don't want to confuse that with the Hebrew movement because there is a what's called I think that's what they call it the Hebrew movement, which is this group of Christians who are trying to go back to the Hebrew laws, you know, following the Sabbath, not eating pork, you know, doing all that stuff. And that is, that's wrong. That's, I don't agree with that because that's been done away with. We don't, you know, that's what Christ was all about. We don't have to, we aren't required to, but we need to know God's timing, you know, the calendar, the, the festivals, they're there for a reason and everything happens on his calendar and we need to understand. And as I started realizing, you know, it's, it's just like the big debate about, well, Christ wasn't born in December. Like, no, he wasn't, you know, then why are we celebrating Christmas in December? You know, it's not even, you know, it's a pagan holiday, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I got my, my feelings on that too, because to me, it's like, I override that by going, yeah, but I'm celebrating Christ. You know, it's what we're doing. I'm not going to, you know, it's, it's all in, in what you make of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And but the fact is the calendar's been changed and there's things that are different and we need to be looking in the right direction at the right times or we're going to miss it, right? So I started so all the way back to Kentucky, we end up at this little church with this little Kentucky, I mean he's as Kentucky's, you know, country's cornbread. And he's got <laughs> the Kentucky accent, he's and and he's up there starts First Sunday goes into the Hebrew language and starts teaching on on Hebrew. You know the same <laughs> stuff I was getting before, and he was, and I was just like, "Oh God, I'm at the right you know, place." This is it. Yeah, like Lord, this is it. You brought me this. This is it. This is the church. I knew immediately. I was like, "This guy has what I need. He has the information I need to know, so I could I could start learning and questioning and grow under him." And now I teach Sunday school there. We're going through the Book of Romans right now. Um, awesome. So if there's anybody in Kentucky and, and, you know, you're welcome to show up. Love to have you. Um, 10 o'clock, Green City Christian Church, Sunday school and 11 for, for church services. <laughs> you're always welcome. So that's what we ended up here in Kentucky. And that's what's been going on the last three years. You know, we got a beautiful homestead, chickens and fruit trees and wild raspberries and grapes and and life seemed to be the perfect what well, is it's everything i i wanted in my like we were talking about before the show in my worldly mind everything i needed to take care of myself my wife maybe my family if they if something goes the world goes south as it you know if we read the bible it's going to wax worse and worse it's coming you know it's let's let's not think that we're going to come out of this it's it, we're in the last days um i believe and and while there is a big revival in my opinion going on right now because of the darkness you know it is the trials that bring in the darkness that makes us shine all the brighter and people are looking for answers because mm -hmm. the world's so crazy you know i mean it is just insane everything going on in the world. I mean, I, I, I don't even need to go into the details because I, you all know what I'm talking about, right? It's everywhere. 
Um, and so I, I'm now struggling with that brings us kind of to today. I'm like I said, my my faith, my knowledge, my relationship with my father in heaven and my brother Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, you know, and being able to hear his voice better um is 10x since i came here so and then there was well uh, one other thing that happened um almost forgot uh during bards fest i think it was on saturday morning because i was going home every night because i like i said i'm about 20, 20 minutes away from bards fest so i was driving over there sunday morning or saturday morning i think i think it was and and the night before our pastor from our church this guy i've been telling you about he he shows up at bark's fest because I, I told the whole church i announced it there we had it on our website um and he showed up um and that was the night we were doing the holy the holy spirit on you know the the fire of the holy spirit and we we're all up front speaking in tongues and and he was there for that but anyways after after that um he tells me he's like and he had had a stroke and back in December of last year, and he's like, you know, I'm I'm gonna have to step down. For, he goes, I haven't told anyone else, but he goes, I wanted to tell you, I'm gonna have to step down as as the pastor of the church. And I was, I prayed for him because I was like, you know what? Don't let this stop you. You're doing good. You're you're healing. You're getting better. You know. So I prayed over him, trying to give him faith to continue. But his wife has also got cancer, and I get it. I understand. There comes a time. You know he's he's an older guy and um so anyways the next morning i'm driving into bards fest and the holy spirit just comes over me in a flood like just unbelievable and i just start bawling like you were talking about you know ron um i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't see i mean I, my eye I, I was just ball I, I don't know if i've ever cried Quite like that. I mean, it was just this taking my breath away, tears of joy that were just flooding over me. And I was like, what is going on? And I, you know, I start I'm yelling out to the Lord, you know, what? And and I heard distinctly distinctly him say that, you know, it's like, you're gonna teach. You're gonna, you're gonna preach for me. And I'm like, and immediately, you know, going, no, not me, you know, and, and, and that's always versus, our first reaction. I know. And, mm. but the thing was, and then I was saying out loud, I was like, no. And then I would say out loud my response of a verse that's like, here I am, Lord, send me, you know, and it was like, I can do all things through Christ, you know, and I was like, no, but this, and then I was like, and then they were just coming, and I was like arguing back and forth, and I'm crying at the same time, I've got snot all everywhere, I'm just like, no, what, no, no, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I'm not qualified, I'm not, every, I was trying to come up with every excuse I could, and and um and he said get your then, butt to Nineveh, buddy. <laughs> uh, yep, exactly, I, and and I and I I had prayed that before, and that's see, and and actually the the verses that I was saying back to myself in the argument were things I said, you know, I said, here I am, Lord, send me, and it's like, and I heard myself saying it back to me, you know, it's like, 
oh my gosh, I'm answering my, I'm like, you're the one who said it, you know, God's telling you, you, he's answering what you already said, you know, weeks ago or months ago or years ago. I don't even know when I was, but it was crazy. And I, I shared it with some people at Bards Fest. I mean, it was, um, never had the Holy Spirit come over me like that. And, and so I knew at, well, at that time I thought I'm, I'm supposed to lead this church. I'm going to become the pastor of this church. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm not a, I, you know, I, I don't know the Bible that good. You know, I mean, not like these guys. I mean, I'm like, I, I know, I know stuff. I'm learning, Lord, but I, I got to, wow. I, you know, and I was doubting and, and, and what I did was I didn't tell anybody at the church. I told my wife and he announced it and they're like, okay, we need to find a pastor. And I thought, you know what, God, if, if, if I'm supposed to be the leader of this church, they're going to do it. I mean, I was already teaching Sunday school and I was like, you know, they're going to have to come say, Hey, would, would you be the pastor? You know, I wasn't going to go, Hey, God told me <laughs> I might be one of those guys. God told me I'm supposed to be your pastor, you know, cause you got to be careful when you say God said, and I was like, you know, they'll, I'll let them, it's gotta be, they gotta do it. I'm not sharing this with anybody at the church. My wife knew. And then long story short was they, uh, my neighbor, he lives right next door to me. He's a pastor and he pastored a church, a county over. Great guy. Um, I didn't know him that well before because he's really quiet. He, he's, you know, and you can't see your neighbors around here. Um, but he's literally the next house over. And and he had started coming. He he stopped one day and I told him about the book. I don't know if any if you guys any of you have read it. Um uh, Return of the Gods by, um, what's his name? It's called Return of the Gods. It just came out. It's not too old. Awesome book because it's about, um, now what's his name? I'll think of it because he's a, he's a Hebrew Jewish messianic, you know, believes in Jesus Jew, but he's teaching about the, the gods. Jonathan Kahn. Jonathan Kahn. There we go. Awesome book, man. I, I highly recommend it because it explains everything that is. He, he wrote the Harbinger also. He explains everything about what's going on today. I mean, the these gods that are in our country are Moloch and and you know, um, yeah, I'm losing all their names now. But you know, that's who we're we're going after the same gods that they did that the Jews went after. You know that the heathens went after back in the days they're all the same and they're back and they're just going under different names and different you know wearing different clothes that's all um so anyways where was i going with that <laughs> um so that was A- asking if you're going to be the pastor oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you laid so, that on you laid that on them yeah le- left that on them and then they uh they found this other. Oh, I was telling. That's what it was. I was telling the pat my neighbor about this book one day, and then and then he asked me. He's like, "Hey, when do you guys do you guys have Wednesday night Bible study?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we have Wednesday night. You know, you should come." So he started coming, and he had been coming a little while, and they got to know him. And anyways, they picked him as as our pastor. And then it's like, okay, God, well, I'm I still believe in what you told me. I don't know where I'm going to go and do this. Um, maybe I'm supposed to do it online. You know, kind of like you're doing. Ron. Um, and I've, I talked to, um, uh, I'll wipe my nose getting all teary eyed. Um, but 
so that's that's when I, you know, it's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You know, I talked to uh, Duncan about it, about setting up an online thing. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where the Lord's leading me. But then to go, so there's that. And then, you know, we talked about before is I'm feeling like the Lord's leading us back into the lion's den into Colorado to go back in and contend and stand in the gap for my grandkids and my kids because they live in a dark state um, right now. And, and so that's, that's kind of where my heart feels. So it's like, I gotta, you know, and again, it's, 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 it's just like it talks about in Romans, you know, we wrestle against the flesh, our flesh. We always think of everything in, in, our terms and our in our world and i look around it i got everything i need here everything's perfect i got low expenses i could live here for the rest of my life i got food i got neighbors with cows you know i'm gonna have i was planning on getting cows i got you know i'll never starve i'll never i got neighbors with guns everything i need it's right here man i can you know i can stand for the lord in the middle of kentucky by myself gosh as i say that that's just you know it's kind of what you're doing right i'm i'm so it's like I feel like the Lord's raised us up, given us strength, given us a time of peace and joy and happiness to get to know and see the tender love of our Father. And and now He's going, okay, I, I got you ready. We've got getting your armor built up. You know, it's time to go back in and and speak and and speak out and speak against the world because that's what we're supposed to do is stand up and you know like i started with there's two teams we're supposed to win people off of the other team and bring them over to our side and there's the the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness and 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 so what does what does this mean you know for us the church for you for me for everyone out there listening you know it's it's a time we were born for such a time as this, right? Amen. And there's evil things going on in the world that we cannot stand. In another really good book I'd recommend, or it actually just came out, the movie, um, a Letter to the American Church. And it's not as much about Bonhoeffer, but the book was about Bonhoeffer, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I don't know if you're familiar with him. If you learn a little bit about him, he was a pastor in 1930s Germany. And when you think about, you know, the home of Martin Luther, 20 years prior, you know, was the Reformation that happened in Germany, Christians that, you know, got in line and obeyed their government. You know, because I remember hearing this during COVID, Romans 13, Matthew 22, we're supposed to get, obey the government. You know, as good Christians, we're supposed to, to do what we're told. And it's like, you know, the story of of um, when Jesus, they, you know, they try and trick Jesus with the coin, you know, and they show him the coin and talk to him about taxes. And who's, he says, you know, whose picture is on that coin? And they're like Caesar, and he's like, so give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and give to God what is God's. And whose picture is on us? God, right? His 
his stamp. He has put his stamp on us. There's that stamp on the coin. Give to Caesar what is his, but we are God's. And we have to stand up for our evil. We have to stand against it. And, you know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer has a quote you may have heard. It says, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. He, he stood up against the Nazis in you know, the slaughter of millions of Jews while Christians you know, went along with the government and obeyed orders. You know, they tried to say that at the at the uh, trials. Uh, what was the name of the uh, the international trials after the after World War II? You know, they tried to um, claim I was just following orders. I was just doing my job. Just doing my job. You know, and and we cannot. That's not. That doesn't work. No. That's. That doesn't work in the kingdom of God. And, and we have our children right now being given drugs yeah. that ca will castrate, you know, will castrate them essentially. And and it's uh, the very drug they want to give to our little children has been ruled not even um, humane for serial rapists in prison. Yeah. The same things that they're trying to push on our kids. At what point do we stand up and say no? And and like Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, not to speak is to speak. Not yeah. to not to act is to basically give permission. You're complicit in the crime. You're guilty. And we have to start standing up. And that's mm -hmm. what I'm gonna, you know, that's what I did previously. And now I've come gotten armored up and I'm going to go start speaking out and and it's like another really good quote that I got here it's one of my favorites I quoted a lot when I was doing those meetings it's from Winston Churchill and it says if you will not fight for right when you can easily win without bloodshed if you will not fight when your victory will be sure and not too costly you may come to a moment when you will have to fight with all odds against you and only a precarious chance of survival. There may even be a worse fate. You may have to fight when there is no hope for victory because it is better to perish than to live as slaves. And the, the thing is, we know we have the victory. We do have hope of victory. So in that quote, I would say that but you got to serve somebody uh -huh. and you're either gonna be a slave to the world you know this whole thing of free will isn't it, it, you know that's a bunch of bs there's no such you're you're you think i got free will but it's like no you're a slave to the world you're a slave to to sin you're a slave to to your master satan or you're a slave to Jesus Christ, which gives us freedom and breaks our chains of slavery and chain breakers. So I guess I would just close with 
no matter what your road has been, no matter where you've gone, what you've been through or how bad you think you are, mm -hmm. God, the almighty father, creator of the universe knew you, created you, and he loves you. You're his child. And he, he's waiting for you. He's standing with his arms out, just going, please come to me, please. <laughs> you know, please just, I want you to give up, give up your life. Just stop. Stop trying to do it yourself. Let me do it for you. Lay down your burden. Your burden is heavy. Mine is slight. Give your life to the Lord. If you haven't, you got to do it. So, amen. That's all I got. Amen. That's, that's my story. That was a perfect <laughs> closing. <laughs> David, you've got a great story. And, um, and, I, we t we talked a little bit in the pre-show. Uh, you you definitely have some family members that you could share your testimony with. Um, you're a great example, and I'm excited for what's ahead for your grandchildren. I'm really excited about that. That's 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 that story hasn't begun yet. But, but, nope, uh, and and you know, we're his hands and feet. You know, he is, he is a spirit. We're real flesh. Jesus had to come in real flesh to set us free because in the spirit, there's some limitations, but we are the spirit is in us, right? The, the Holy Spirit right. is, lives in us and we have all the power of the, the, the spirit that raised the Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. The Holy Spirit's going to bring our body. His job, once the Holy Spirit is in you, his job is to deliver you to the finish line, right? You are sealed forever. A child of God, you cannot be taken away. The devil cannot yes. win. You win. We're it. We're, we're in. So this world doesn't matter anymore. And that's where I'm looking around going, Lord, if I got to give up what seems to be the perfect life for a, a life of and it, wherever, if I, if it's your will, then that's where I want to be. There's no safer place to be in than in his will. And, and it's, it's hard to find it, you know, but you just keep knocking. You just keep seeking and he'll speak. And, um, you know, I, and I'm still, I'm still fighting it. I'll tell you right now, it's, it's, it is such a lovely place. So if anybody's interested in a homestead in Kentucky, <laughs> you know, um, uh, how far are you from, uh, how far are you from Duncan? Oh, about 25 minutes. Okay. So the, the, the church, what's the name of the church and what city is that in? Uh, Grange city Okay. church. So okay. It's, there's no town there. It's just a church is all to the left. There used to be a little general store and a post office and everything. Hillsborough. And Hillsborough is the closest town. Okay. That, is a little bit of a town. Um, We've got someone in I'm chat. A, I'm on the fire department up there. I'm, I'm on the volunteer fire department in Hillsboro. So that's kind of the main town, but Green City's down the road a little bit from that. We got Lawn and Bum just, in chat here, and it sounds like his parents are real close to you. Really? Yeah. It's Matt and Hev. He had to make a new name. You got to, can you send me their contact information? Love the. Absolutely. Green City Church. Yeah, 10 o'clock. It, we're on fire for Christ, and um, his, his parents live a mile from Green City Church. Okay, his dad, What's and mom, name? uh, Matt and Hev. What are your last names? 
Can we do that on here? They were at Bard's well, Fest. Yeah, I don't well, know if you met them there. Um, their mm-hmm. parents' names are David and Becky Bryant. Hmm. Don't know them. I'm sure the people around here do if they've been here long. We're everybody gonna, knows everybody. We'll get you connected. <laughs> we'll get a, We'll get you everybody connected. Or sure. just show up Sunday morning. Yeah, man. Yeah, 10, 10 or 11, 10 o'clock for Sunday school, 11 for church. And I uh, love to love to meet some brothers and sisters from the Bards family. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you, David. You bet. It's what it's all about, man. We got to stand, you know, we, like I said, we're, we're children of God. That makes you my brother and my sister. And, and, you know, we're, this is the tightest family you can have. That's right. You know, and we don't, we're not perfect. We make mistakes. We still, you know, that's why we got the Holy Spirit in us to keep poking us and and go, ah, 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 you shouldn't have said that. Don't do that. You know, go say you're sorry. Some of us more than others. Yeah, he chooses the imperfect people to complete his perfect plan. That's how it works. That's that's right. Bible's full of them. That's each and all of us. Amen. All right, I'm going to read Romans 10, 9 through 10. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, as with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So if you're listening, you have not received Christ yet as your personal Savior. First, ask for forgiveness. We've all sinned in our lives. Not one of us was perfect, except for Jesus, the only one. The Bible tells us none of us are good. No, not one. So ask for forgiveness for all your sins. And if you can confess aloud with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you'll be saved. Make that decision. Make that decision to trust in Jesus. Uh, Mary, are you listening? Are you still with us, Mary? Mary's not with us in uh, Zoom, but she is in live chat. And we have, typically, at the end of the night, we pray. Mary prays, and we have what we have is our uh, salvation jar. And what the salvation jar is, is uh, we write names down and stick them in there, and those are the people that we're praying for salvation for. Mary, you're listening. Um, there's a name in there, and I I need you to pull it out because it doesn't belong in there anymore. This is my praise report for the night. Hallelujah. Last Monday, um, my stepmother accepted Jesus as her Savior. Her name is Kathy Johnston, and um, the conversation started. She's she grew up a Catholic, so she uh, has these. Uh, you know, she she believes it's by works and. The conversation started that she didn't believe she was going to heaven. She knows she's going to hell because she's done all these bad things. And that opened up a great conversation and it ended with her accepting Jesus as her savior. And, uh, another blessing, my two sons were with me and they were able to witness that they were able to witness their grandmother being saved. And, uh, it's just a great lesson for them. And, uh, I couldn't be more ecstatic. There's more people in that jar that we're, that we're going to still pray for, but one by one, we're going to start weaning that jar out. And at the same time, we're going to start adding more people. So, uh, that's my praise report. Uh, we all have that person in our family that we love that doesn't know him. Pray for that person, plant seeds in that person and, uh, just sit back and watch what Jesus can do. Watch that fruit grow. Amen. 
All right, Punky's going to pray us out tonight. I know we did have one uh, prayer request from Truth Patriot. Did you get that, Punky? I got that, yep. Wonderful. And um, we're going to pray for Mary, of course. And we had a prayer request from you, David, correct? And yeah, if we- you can pray for uh, just, you know, helping me figure out the next steps to take in my life, you know, for the Lord, um, following him. And you could pray for my, uh, children that are backslidden and, and taking the hard road. Okay. And then if we missed anyone in live chat with a prayer request, please, uh, type that in now. And, uh, if we're not fast enough, go ahead and feel free to email us at this official at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll pray for you at the next show. We'll add that in. Okay, Punky, whenever you're ready, dear. All right. We'll close this uh, out. If y'all would just go ahead and bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for tonight, Lord. We thank you for, for allowing me to be on the show here tonight with David as he gave his amazing testimony, Lord, and for Ron and Mary inviting me here. Um, you always have that way about you, Lord. You always put us where you need us when you need us, Lord. And we just pray that you you give us that the eyes to see and the ears to hear so we can run to your calling lord whenever you you call us lord just put us where you need us um you know there there's just so much going on in this world right now lord a lot of a lot of pain in this world and you know it lord you feel it and just let us continue to confide in you lord know that you're there with us and through you all things truly are possible uh first we just want to pray for our sister mary lord um she hasn't been feeling well we just pray we just declare immediate healing over her Uh, she lost her voice lord give her her voice back and just heal her body just let her continue to to heal so she can continue going forward and doing whatever you need her to do lord just guide her on that journey um and for ron and his family lord um there's a house there lord and and if it be your will lord Let him find a way to get that home for his family so he can continue doing your work for you, Lord. Give him that that place to rest and and just to confide in you as always, Lord, with his children and in any family that may be there with him too, Lord. Um, You know what's best. And again, if it be your will, Lord, you will make a way. Um, And we pray for David, his family, for him and his wife, Lord. You sent them on a journey, and we just pray that the Holy Spirit will continue guiding them. Wherever you need them to be, Lord, you will send them. Um, We always say, send us, Lord. So David is asking that you send him and his wife wherever you need that to be. If it's back into the lion's den of Colorado, Lord, you know what's best. And just let him know that you are with him every step of the way. Sometimes when things get discouraging, and sometimes feels so helpless, Lord. Let us continue to feel your presence, your love, and be with David and his wife. Um, yes. And for David's children back home in Colorado and for his grandchildren, um, they were raised with that solid foundation in your son, Jesus, Lord. Let them find their way back to you so that they can continue doing your work, Lord. Send Mm -hmm. David to do whatever it is that you need him to do, Lord. Give him that courage and that that confidence to go forward and to continue planting those seeds for you, Lord. 
Um, he is your child. David is your, your son, and he is doing whatever you need him to do, Lord. So just continue guiding him. Um, and let the Holy Spirit lead him, wherever that may be. Just fill him with that Holy Spirit and with your love. Um, and for uh, Dog Mom's Clinic, where she works, Lord, um, just send somebody there, Lord. You know what they're going through. Uh, the workload just is overbearing right now, Lord. Um, they're full capacity. They're just stressed out, Lord. So please send that perfect person for that position so you can help take off some of the, the stress and the workload of those that are there. Um, and just a good replacement, Lord. Um, and my own personal requests, Lord, I'll just be with my dad. He's suffering right now with cancer, and it's been tough on him and his body. It's taken its toll, Lord. And just send me to continue encouraging him and putting your word into his ear so that he can continue yes. fighting this ugly demon that's inside of him, Lord. I just rebuke whatever, whatever's there. Um, just rid his body of that evil, that sickness, Lord, heal his body. We want to see a complete miraculous healing. Only you, Lord, know what's best for him. No doctors, no, no surgeons, nobody, only you, Lord. So I just, from the bottom of my heart, Lord, I just ask that you heal him if it be your will. And if not, Lord, he, he said he's trusting in you, Lord. And if you call him home, he's ready, Lord. Um, but I still believe he has a job here to do, and I think he's just being tested. So please be with him. Um, let him feel your, your love and, and let him keep fighting, Lord. Um, we know that your son is the great physician. Jesus Christ can and will do anything that we ask. So we come to you just to, to heal him, Lord. Um, and for all those that are suffering with any kind of addiction, um, whether it be drugs or alcohol, Lord, we just declare that those, those generational curses be broken today, Lord. No more addiction. Your children, Lord, we need you more than ever. And we just ask that you, you just continue putting your hedge protection around all of us, Lord. We feel the intensity of this battle, Lord. We feel the enemy trying to come at us. Let us make sure that we have that armor on every single day, Lord, so we can continue fighting this fight for you. Let us confide in your son, Lord. And we thank you so very, very much for sending your son yes. to us, Lord, to die for us and for our sins. Um, right now, we're all going through a season. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8 says, To everything there is a season and a time and every purpose under heaven a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. So Lord, we just come to you in whatever season that we may be in, Lord, 
you know what's best for us, Lord, and let us continue trusting in you, Lord, to guide us on whatever path you have us, Lord. Um, again, we just ask that you be with all of us, protect us and guide us all that we do. And we ask this in your son, Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Tiffany. That was beautiful. Yes. David, thank you again for coming tonight. I absolutely loved your testimony and I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for you and everything that's in your future. Uh, your story's not done. Your story's not done. It's just begun, but where you're at now is it's beautiful from where you're at before. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I got, you know, yeah. Doesn't matter where I, where I'm sitting. It's beautiful now. Life is good. And, and, uh, punky Tiffany, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you for I, having me. It was I, good to see you and, and to hear David, your testimony, you are an inspiration and I know God's got a big plan for you and he's going to send you. You, you just don't know it yet, but he's got that plan for you. Amen. I know he does. I'm, I'm excited for whatever he has in store. Cause it's going to be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it might be in the lion's den, but it, yeah. it's going to get you through and you're going to do great things. You already have. Yep. Uh, all, all the glory to God. That's for that's sure. Right. Amen. And Tiffany, I have something for you. Punky, I have something for you. And, and cause I, mm. I do this every show that you're on here and I haven't done it yet. So <laughs> yeah, she brought the flamethrower. That's right. I was just telling Chris, I was like, cause he had asked if I'd been using my flamethrower. I said, no, Matt took all my gas from my gas can use it for the lawnmower. <laughs> so I haven't been able to play with it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, I want to extend an invitation. Uh, Tiffany, you're always welcome here. Um, if you're ever bored on a Friday night and want to come on, just just give me or Mary a text. You know, we started out with uh, three of us. There was me, Mary, and Mike. So there's always an open seat here. You're always welcome. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This is, this is your last invitation. From now on, just invite yourself and come on whenever <laughs> you feel like it, okay? We love you, and thank oh, you so much for you. being I here. I love you all, too, and I miss you all so much. And I'm going through that season right now, so just I know I've been distant, but I haven't okay. forgotten about all of you, and I love you all. And That's okay. Like I said, God's working on something I'm going to share soon, hopefully. Um, it's just in the works right now, so we got a lot going on, and uh, hopefully I can share some good news soon. Looking forward to it. All right, guys, I'm going to leave you with this. My dearest friends, let us not forget we're here for one reason and one reason only, and that is to spread the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So please find that person you love who does not know him and tell him your testimony. Do it today. Got a front row seat to the madness. I pick up my phone every morning out of habit. I've been feeling for the drama, yeah, I said it. I'm addicted to the rush, need a medic. When I take a step back, I can see it. All the pain, all the fear we've been feeling. Losing sight of the thing that we're needing, that we're needing. Honestly, I think we just need Jesus Honestly, I think we just need Jesus Have we all gone mad? Have 
All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. So glad that you're able to join us here this beautiful Friday night. We look forward to seeing you next week. And we're going to have uh, just a reminder, Pastor Chad Peck, he's uh, going to bring a message on salvation next week. So please, very important message. Don't, don't, don't miss that one. Love you. We'll see you next week, guys. <laughs>